Do you like sexy ladies in problematic situations? Do you like big muscular dudes with swords jumping around shouting and shit? Animals doing things that animals probably don't actually do? Well, you need some Japanese animation. That's right. I'm talking about anime, baby. Go to crunchyroll.com slash comedy button and sign up for a free month-long trial today. Anime baby on Crunchyroll. This episode of the Comedy Button is brought to you by Black Sea Odyssey, a roguelite shoot 'em up RPG video game inspired by Ernest Hemingway's The Old Man and the Sea. That's a book about a dude who wants to have sex with some whales. No, Black Sea Odyssey takes place in outer space and you go around fucking up giant terrifying space animals with a harpoon. And making love to beautiful whales, the mermaids of the sea. There are no whales in the game. There are, however, lots of unlockables and cool space fishermen you can play as and a bunch of RPG stuff. Such as Tina, the beautiful and sensual whale. No, Black Sea Odyssey is available now on Steam for PC, Mac, and Linux, and it's coming to PS4 and Xbox One in 2017. All proceeds go to legalizing whale marriage. This game has absolutely nothing to do with whales. Go to BlackSeaOdyssey.com or just Google it. It's a whale of a good time. Shut the fuck up. I'll shut up when I marry a whale. You can't marry a whale in this game. I'll marry the whole ocean. Fine. Even the sea. Okay, fine. Put my semen everywhere. Enough. BlackSeaOdyssey.com. Check it out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Comedy Button. I'm Max Scoville, and I'm joined by my good friends, Scott Bromley. It's happening. Ryan Scott. Can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs, which, guess what that means? Can't, I'm not making any omelet. Make omelet. <laughs> Shit. And, of course, Brian the Snake Altano. Get dunked on. <laughs> What's up, guys? How you doing? I like your new catchphrase for 2017. Me too. It's a fun one. Get dunked on. I wore basketball shoes in the snow the other day. That was a fucking stupid-ass move. I don't even know how to play basketball. They don't play basketball in snow. Exactly. Yeah. They get dunked on. How's the year been for everybody? Did everybody do their revolutions? Revolutions? Uh, The New New Year's (laughs) revolutions? Yeah, I, I, I did that. Well, I mean, I hope so. I'm just going to try to Hashtag not Hashtag New Year's Revolution. A, a, that sounds like the kind of thing that's going to be trending a yeah. week from now or yeah. so. Prince and the New Revolution. A good, uh, a good trick for New Year's resolutions is to be especially bad about the thing it is you're going to be New Year's resolving yep. before the New Year starts so that it's easier. So you just get all the bad out? Yeah, just eat a bunch of chocolates and, and ice creams and beers. Get a bunch of shit. And then you're shit. like, I'm never eating those things again. Have like three, or four, three to, or four hamburgers. I resolve to be on my phone more when I'm with people. Yeah, I, I noticed you sent out a tweet during the last episode we recorded. No, it was when we were done. Uh huh. <laughs> sure. Check Pretty out, sneaky, sis. Check the timestamps on that. Yeah. No, we'll I see just, if that holds up in court. I was done. I just yeah. Like All right. We'll see. We'll see if that holds up in court. It's a real me and me and a jury of twelve Twitter eggs <laughs> get to the bottom of this one. <laughs> Brian, Brian, what's your uh, what's what's your New Year's resolution? Twelve angry eggs. <laughs> twelve angry. <laughs> Uh, Old, uh, Baker's dozen. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try to not have uh, just nonstop sex with animals. <laughs> <laughs> just, just stop just get that, well, get that bestiality out of here. Time. The problem is I have all these sexy birds that come in my window every morning, <laughs> all types of lipstick on, yeah. beautiful long lashes, <laughs> some of the biggest tits I've ever seen. And I just Wait, do you mean that's the, that's the breed of the bird? It's like yeah. a big bush tit or yeah, a booby? Yeah, boobies, all kinds of large sensual birds. And I just can't stop making out with them with my fat beak <laughs> mouth. I put my shitty mouth all over those birds every morning. Just a menagerie. You don't they help me out, they put clothes on me if and you I go got to a, work. If you got a Disney bird infestation and they're coming to your window, sill every morning a good chick trip is to just blast some ejaculate straight out that windowsill and that's true get those drizzle those birds that's true another thing i want to stop doing in this in this year the year of 2017 is stop going into the old mod shafts with all the seven dwarves you mean go, go in there one at a time me and seven small men go down in the mine shafts all the time they all have funny names based on their characteristics we get into all sorts of scrambles <laughs> <laughs> I've decided to stop pretending I'm a wishing well and eating so many dirty old coins. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? What's your what's your New Year's what wish? What sorts of scrambles do you get? <laughs> These <laughs> I'm gonna go with that word for the rest of the year. Scrambles. <laughs> Please, please, what happened? Please use that. Oh my what? god! Oh, it's man. just a funny word. It's a funny word. 
I picture the Raz at the pizza place going to do a shitload of scramble. These two scramble makers were down at the local mall throwing <laughs> rocks at the windows again. Uh oh. That's a problem. Oh my God. Sometimes words make me laugh. Mm-hmm. I like it. I was hanging out with my niece the other day. She's two. She's wonderful. She really likes the Lion King right now, and she was giving all the animals different names based on humans. Like, she called Simba Paul the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Has she Paul. seen the film, The Lion King? The most classic yeah. character. <laughs> I was like, who's that? She's like, that's Paul. And I'm like, what's Paul? She goes, that's Paul the dog. I was like, no further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> what were some other animal names that she gave characters? She called Rafiki Ricky, which I would, I would do that. Yeah, you call lots that. of people Ricky all the time. You call uh, Ryan Ricky all the time? Yep. I don't think she understood the scene where, she, where Rafiki holds up The Lion King. <laughs> No, because she made him just keep dropping the Lion King, and I'm like, this movie would have been over in four minutes <laughs> if he just got up there and dropped the Lion King, which is what they call him the whole movie. Is I like, Lion King. Uh, I like that those those blue ass mandrills are actually just the most vicious motherfuckers, and they would eat a baby in a heartbeat in real life. Is that oh, true? Yeah. Really? Those man like mandrills are terrifying. They're like the scariest. Yeah, that's the monkeys. hardest Mega Man ex boss. Yeah, flame mandrill. Really. It's Spark Mandrill. Spark, Spark was it flame, flame Bison? I would play flame, a bird theme Mega Mammoth. Man game. Flame, flame Mammoth. Mammoth. Right. You can slice his trunk clean off. Oh, okay. With your gun. All right. That's a good good game about a b- little boy going out and killing a bunch of endangered robot animals. Yeah. Ryan, what are you going to do this year for the year of our 2017? Um, Not to date the show. 52 episodes of this show. Yeah. Plus, plus, right. another, plus another 26. That'll be a first. Those are the Patreon bonuses. Really, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna stay on the show during your E3 nap that you take 12, every year. Twelve movie commentaries. <sighs> Great, thanks. What, Max? What? What do you? What? Three hundred sixty-five waking up and shitting. <laughs> Time to play pin the tail on the donkey. That's not a real donkey. I'm gonna have okay. another revolution around tail. the sun, Brian. That's not a pin. It's a sticker. We're all hurtling closer to death. I'm not at this party. I don't have friends. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't planned out most of my year in advance. I'm not asking you to plan most of your year. Just pretend for a second that you woke up on New Year's Day and you were like, all right. Maybe New not year, get into as many scrambles as last year. <laughs> I'm never going in that kitchen again. That place is a death trap. Oh, April would love that. Uh, I love the. I love this, this fucking, like... This weird interstitial cartoon I have in my mind of you and you and April's many scrambles, which was what it would be called. It'd be called scrambles because you're always kind of fucking up eggs. But like you just try to tiptoe into the kitchen, it makes that little tinkling noise where it's like, and you're like, oh boy, the kitchen with the most snacks. But then you like open a drawer and it's just full of glasses and they fall down and you. Oh, there will be, like be times when like I'll be getting something out of a cupboard and it'll make like something will make like a clanging noise or whatever, and she'll be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. That doesn't surprise me the least. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust you. Yeah, I'm just like, trying to make coffee. You know, like scrambles yeah. would be the like name a dog. You like a the dog Ryan in a Scott car sitcom. Yeah, he's played by Kevin James. <laughs> Pretty much. I like the idea of Kevin James and Ryan Scott's clothes, but they like give him like a wig so he looks more proportionate to Ryan. So you just have this like big thing of hair. Like you don't have big hair, but you're a smaller man than Kevin James is, which I mean is a compliment because he's a large man. motherfucker. What's yeah. your favorite Kevin James movie? Mine is Cat Dad. <laughs> That's not the guy from Paul Blart, is it? Yes, it is. Yep. Oh, and Paul Bearer, Mall Bearer. Jeez. Uh, my my and Paul favorite. Bunyan, Mall Onion. <laughs> I like Paul uh, Darnicle, Beach Barnacle. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one is is uh, the Boff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the one about the boss with the speech impediment. Yeah. No, he, he's the deaf boss. <laughs> terrible. Jesus, that's that's the movie about a deaf cop on a hoverboard, right? Yeah, the Boff. Yeah. <sighs> There's nothing else you wanted to do this year. What about the get a new cookie jar? <laughs> my my current cookie jar works just fine. Really? What do you mean? It, what, yeah. Does it have a booby trap on it? No. What's it look like? A booby. Well, it looks like a reindeer or maybe a moose, and we keep laundry change in it. Holy shit! It's not you a really cookie have a jar cookie at all. Jar? Then what? It's that's not a cookie a, jar. Yeah. It's full of laundry it's, change. It's a fucking coin yeah. jar. That's the opposite of cookies, though. They can jar. be exchanged for cookies. Yeah. I got a cookie jar shaped like a xenomorph. It's fucking awesome. Is it really? What? Yeah. Yeah, Hamza gave me a xenomorph cookie jar. I think it's we have terrifying. another cookie jar shaped like a mummy. That sounds way better. I hope that one's full of cookies instead of fucking coins. I yeah, I think it's just in the cupboards. As you know, my New Year's resolution is to eat less coins. I hope. I hope that cookie jar is full of those those mother's cookies, oatmeal cookies covered in that white salmon. Oh yeah. <laughs> what? And the then taffy they, they, cookies? What? The taffy cookies? Whatever those are? No, oh, no. The oatmeal mothers. cookies were mothers frosted oatmeal cookies. Frosted oatmeal cookies. They're just like yep. blasted with jizz, but then they got the pink ones too, That's and you're like, that is. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's mummy no. jizz. Yeah, it's mom, m- mother's jizz. <laughs> yeah. It's mummy cum. All right. You know what? Every come, kitchen, my mummy. What, come, come, my mummy. Oh, stop it. <laughs> what every kitchen needs is the, the tampon top hat. There's a top hat full of tampons. You go in and get all the tampons out of it and do anything you want, and you can put it on your head at the end of the day. Oh. Yeah, it's like a sombrero, but the, the tassels are longer. I'm glad yeah. I know that exists. Yeah. Yeah. I need one of those. <laughs> okay. Alex <laughs> Coward from our Patreon. Which Pussy. Is, <laughs> Patreon.com slash comedy button. He writes in to coward. say He writes in to say, Hey guys, hey guys, um huh. So I supposedly make comics, but I find myself mulling over ideas so much for much, much longer than I should. Are there any projects you've been sitting on, anything you've been thinking about and meaning to get to? Yeah. Wanna talk about it? Is a yes or no question. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I do that a lot. I was about to throw you out that fucking window. I do that with I do that with I do that with everything. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, I should do insert thing here, and I'll get kind of halfway through it, and then give Is up. So you be call like, sex? Nobody. <laughs> Come on, give me that no, one. No. Insert thing here. That that goes all the way. I don't I don't I don't I don't quit well, halfway. It's still through. a thing you're inserting yeah. here. Oh, right, but I'm talking about the things I don't finish. Oh. But uh, there are plenty of things, times where I'll be like, oh, I've got this idea, and then I'll give up and be like, no, nobody's going to like this. They'll hate it. I should just stop because it, it's, it's dumb. What mm-hmm. was the last thing that you remember that you were like, I'm going to do this? Various, I have various half-baked, like, I'm going to stream games on Twitch, or I'm going to make a YouTube show, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, like, and it, I'm going to write a book or whatever. And it, it, all what, was these, the book these, you, what was the book that you wanted to write? I've had an idea in my mind for years for a book about Sierra Online. Okay. Which is about the history of? First Internet Girlfriend? (laughs) No. Not enough to fill a book there. Oh. Maybe. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think you're right. Get some ICQ logs. around that, maybe. I guess I didn't know the Ryan Scott story. (laughs) Hey, Ryan, does the book come with a pillow? (laughs) Oh, see? See, there's Brian just amplifying that demon in my head. It just goes, See? See? No, you should write the book. Nah. I, I, you have to think about the, the people that would read it, though. So nobody would care. Yeah, well, exactly. sometimes you just do some Very shit for yourself. Very few people would care, and then I would feel bad. And I'm, I, I made it all this time. My last album, I made it for me. I made it exactly the length of my commute to work. That's exactly the way that... And I was like, there, no one has, this album doesn't exist, and I want to I hear it. So I made it. I made it for me. I, I lucked out, and a bunch of people listened to it, and thousands of people liked it. But if they didn't, I would still be like, I have an album I can listen to. Yeah, but... Not, I feel the same way about my upcoming book, Criminals, about criminal animals. <laughs> yeah, but the the little voice in my head, the evil little voice that's always there right now, he's telling me, yeah, Brian can do that, because Brian has way more Twitter followers than It has you. nothing to do with Twitter followers. What? has to do with cool shit. Yeah, but I, I, I see, I, I, I have an idea that I think is good, and then I just... I, wait a minute, no, hold it's on. It's going to be dumb, and my not problem. enough people will care. And Here's my problem with this scenario. It's not possible to have a tiny voice in your head, because you already have the tiniest voice. <laughs> Yeah, well, you have like a little baby. Imagine something a little tinier. Imagine the, a whisper. Are you honestly? Oh, are you honestly like held back by how many Twitter followers you have? Yeah, who no, gives no, a shit? Not necessarily that. It's just like you know, I have the least of anyone, and I don't give a shit. Who cares? It's not. It's not if you that. make something cool, it gets amplified. Scott can Scott can make a tweet that has nothing to do with anything that any of his Twitter followers like, and it'll blow the fuck up. The same way anyone can. The same way, like there's people with like. Too far. There was like somebody that tweeted about what Kanye West and uh, and Kim Kardashian were going to name their second kid as a joke, and like BuzzFeed picked it up. Yeah. And it, See, I'm it, not. It got I'm like a hundred thousand. I'm not that clever or creative. It wasn't even clever or creative. It was just like a, a note. This is the barrier. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Well, that's there what, is no yeah. barrier. Your problem is you you create barriers that aren't even there. Okay, so here's the thing. I always I always point out, and I no offense to you, Brian, um, but Survivor is still on TV, right? <laughs> It's in its it fucking tw- I'm sure he does, but you're the one who's always like this. Man. I, like, I, like, I like when they're on the island. I like when they get the, the challenges and stuff, and they got to vote somebody off. You get all soft about it. It's I, like when they, I like when they make alliances. But yeah, the point is, like, we're joking about, like, Kevin James and Paul Blart. They made two Paul Blart movies. Yeah. Survivor keeps going. Like, s- stop being like, oh, I'm not clever or smart. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. This yeah. show is not clever or smart. It's this fucking weird, loud, stupid show that we've been doing for five years, and occasionally we have these glimmers of something very salient. But it such as winter. Are you? I yeah, have that's going gen- to be have the rest of you guys here. I have a genuine no. question. I have a genuine question for you, Ryan. Are you afraid to fail? Yeah. 
I mean, I know this is like everything you're going to tell me mentally. I know you make sense. How? But I. But how? But I'm getting I'm, I'm past all you, of this. I'm asking you a second a follow up. Mm-hmm. How many times have you failed in your career? Like, like massive failures. How do you define failure? I define failure I as... I failed at every step in my career because it all ended. No, it didn't. Well, let me follow that up with, did your career end or did it just go in a completely different direction that propelled you forward? <clears throat> hmm. There's been did some you, of that, yes. Did you learn from those failures? I suppose. Did I could you t- make those failures? Did you repeat those failures? I can tell you not a single person listening to the show is going, oh, I got I got a new episode of that show uh, co-hosted that, by that career failure. <laughs> no one's describing you as that. Like, I mean, just because you're not, like, I don't know, reviewing games in a magazine anymore, because no one is, doesn't mean you're a career failure. You went in a different direction. You're doing cool shit. You host popular shows that people love. How many failed jobs have I had in the course of this show? I don't know. Didn't they propel you on to better things? Clearly because they I, did. Because I didn't stop trying. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't even call those failures because I feel like every single one of those things, you did something awesome and you tried to do something bigger than... I, not that it failed. It's just that like people in the room no, didn't failed. want it. That's a failure. I don't know if that's a failure. It's a failure. I don't, I don't You know what they say. The journey of a thousand points begins with a single slam dunk, but you don't make any slam dunks if you don't jam that ball in the basketball. Hoop. That's true. I know. Right in the hub. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Like if you don't, if you if you don't, you, that was from the Kevin James show, The Boff. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't. No one understood what The Boff was saying, but he said it anyway. <laughs> that was from Basket Boss. <laughs> if, like if you if you if you don't try, then you just fail. Kind of whatever the quote is. Yeah, you know, you I mean, that's to, kind of what I was getting. Like hundred percent of the but shots. I kind of failed the yes. quote. So I don't even. Con- so maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. I don't even consider failed relationships failures because, no. like, I, where I am is happy. So I feel like if they got me with a like Scott writes and produces the Star Wars show, so I wouldn't I wouldn't list his road here as failure a failure road. You do because you're demeaning to yourself. But I don't even consider my failed relationships to be failures. I just consider them stepping stones to where I am now. Like it's just like you take yeah. something from you take something from each one of those things. Like Scott did something at his old job that he's probably applying to his new job now, or times a hundred. And so to look at that and be like it's a failure, it doesn't make any sense. But the difference is like Scott worked those jobs. Uh-huh. He came into work every single day and he did it, and then he left. And eventually they were like, this company's not working, or you're not working with us, or I'm not working with you, whatever the fuck it is. And then he's gone. Company's not working. Yeah, whatever it is. You usually like <laughs> things. Yeah, the failure is not even on you. Like the company goes out of business, or something else happens, or the department or the team leaves. But with you, Ryan. Like the thing is, Scott was actually like he was making stuff and told them they told them they can't make it anymore. You're like, get you're waiting for someone to tell you to make something, yeah. And that's a that's a big that's a bigger problem. And that's that's terrifying. Yeah, like I think you might uh, it might be a matter of just setting yourself up with one thing and then doing that one thing. Yeah, yeah. And, but I would also say make sure it's the one thing that you're actually legitimately passionate about and not trying to make a buck off of. Because the second you're trying to make money off of something with the intention of making money off of something, or you're making something with the intention of trying to garner a mass audience, it becomes disingenuous and the audience can see yeah. through it. And yeah. that's how you set yourself up for failure. If you're being like, <clears throat> here's a goal financially that, maybe isn't realistic out the gate, you know? Mm-hmm. And if it's not something that you're like, I mean, do something for, like, I always say this for people that want to like get their start doing stuff, but like, don't, don't wait for somebody to pay you to do something, start doing something and do it for free. Do something. If you want to eventually... do it, if you want to do it for free, if you would do what you're doing every day yeah. for free, you're doing what you should be yeah. doing. Yes. Yeah. And then wait until somebody pays you to keep, keep doing it. Like my brother asked me the other day, he was like, what would you, what would you be doing with your life if money was no object? And I was like, it's pretty close to what I'm doing now. Yeah. Like, cause I love what I do now. You know, like it'd be, I'd change the hours a little bit. Maybe I'd have some variations. Maybe I'd travel more or less in certain years and certain times and stuff like that. Yeah. I but think you'd most, wear like, we'd probably wear like all white. You'd wear like boat shoes. Yeah. I would do a lot of that. I would basically dress like a, like a, like a, a weird effeminate dude in the nineties R&B video. Yeah. Man, I would hang out with my wife and like play video games. Well, that's, all right. Well, hang out with your yeah. wife and play video games. See, I'm, I'm not that interesting. Well, but, but, but there is an interesting money-making idea that you could apply to that. Yeah. If you could figure out a way to make hanging out with your wife and playing video games into a career. But because that's like, something that you enjoy doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, so you want to you write a book about Sierra games, right? 
So right off the bat, you kind of know <clears throat> this book is not going to be a New York Times bestseller. So don't swing for those fences. That's stupid. It's not going to make a million dollars. So don't worry about that. It's not even going to make $100,000. It might not even make $10,000. But who cares? Like the thing is, if you make it, especially nowadays, there's no, there's no one like back in the day, you had to be like, I have an idea for a movie. Okay, cool. I have to go through funding and studios, or I have to shoot it myself, or I have to raise money with a bunch of friends. Now you go, I have an idea for a movie. You shoot it on your phone. You edit it yourself. Today I could easily self-publish something. You could easily self-publish a book. That's the thing is you're expecting a New York Times bestseller, and you don't have one, then you failed something. But if you make this thing you wanted to make for the hell of it anyway, and then you put it up there, and you make a few hundred bucks off of it, that's a that's a wonderful bonus. I mean, we talked about Problem Child for 25 minutes in the last episode, which is a movie that no one thinks about anymore, but there it was for us. It reached us in some weird fucking way because the, the pig farted on that lady's mouth. It was great. <laughs> it sure did. And then we think about it all the time. It's a really great film. Mostly because you hang out with me and I got shit problems. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this on the, on the book front with Sierra Ryan. Is there another book that you want to write or is it just Sierra? Just that. It's, that's the only one that's you want. That's my idea. That's the only one you want to do. You, there isn't another one kicking kicking around in there? No. Okay. Because no I feel like you would do the Sierra book. It would do pretty good. People would really like it. And then you'd be like, that was fucking fun. I want to do that again. I will be totally honest with you. Like, the two of the happiest days of my life, or three, I probably have said this before, was one, winning Double Dare, two, getting married, and three, putting out my album three years ago. And I'm getting ready to do it again this year because it was just like I was in a cab on the way to IGN and I bought my own album off of iTunes. Yeah. And that was insane to me. Like I could stream – I can stream my own, own album off – I can walk into my room and, and say like, hey, Siri, play my, sh- my fucking name. It will play my album. Like that's insane to me. Like you can buy my album on Amazon and Spotify and all that other shit. Like that wasn't there. Like I had to put that there. I made a thing and I shipped it and it's there. And like it felt like the closest thing that like a man can have to delivering a baby. You know, it was like here's the thing I was working on for a long time and now it's out there. And – a, like a month or two later, I got depressed because I was like, fuck, I want, I want that high again. I want to do it again. And I didn't just sit there and go like, well, I have this thing forever. I like started working on other stuff. And you put your, you know, you put your hands in different pots and make different mm-hmm. projects. I think with something like this, you were going to make, you're going to make this book. If it's hundred pages or 200 pages, it like, needs to be as long as it needs to be, as long as it needs to be. Yeah, and you put it out pages. there and then you go, I'm a self-published author. Like I wrote a fucking book. No one can ever take that from me. It, you can get 100 people to download it or 100,000 people to download it. You can make 100 bucks off of it or a million. Uh, something tells me it's going to be closer to 100 bucks in a million, <laughs> to be totally honest. But you're going to be like, I'm a self-published author. I wrote a book. So when people go like, what have you done? You're like, oh, I worked here, here, and here. I wrote a book. Oh, you wrote a book? Yeah, what's it about? Oh, it's about classic video games. Yeah. You can just tell it to people. What? Oh, really? Like what? Like Nintendo games? No, there was this weird company <laughs> called Sierra. We heard. Yeah. Okay. No, no, come on. Come on. They, they sold games out of Ziploc bags. Yeah. <laughs> well, so did everybody at that time. Yes. But a lot of people don't know that, right? And I think that's a cool story to tell. And I think you could go on YouTube and write and make a video talking about this book. I think he should put on YouTube the book on tape only because I want to hear Ryan. I agree with that, too. I think somebody – like, think about that. You narrating this book on no, tape. This, this is just one example of something. that, Like, yeah. like this is something that probably, like – like five, six years ago, I was thinking about, and you know, like I have, like I still have it saved on Google Drive somewhere, like an outline of it with like chapters, how it would break down. It's like awesome. I have a spreadsheet of contact information for all of the people I would want to interview. Can you? I, just, I mean, can you start it? I don't know. Like start it. Like maybe like play an hour less of Overwatch every. Look, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Plug away. Like you know, not to be reductive, but like whatever you're doing that's taking you from this. Yeah. Mostly I, panicking. I, look, I don't want to. I don't want to demean what these kids did because they did what they did. Is they set out. They had a goal. They set out. They did it. Um, these kids made this documentary. Not great. It was called World One One. Uh, they had all the interviews from everyone from Atari. They interviewed a shitload of people from IGN, and they made a documentary about the the rise and fall of Atari because it was something they really wanted to do. I think Jared was Jared Petty in that. Jared was in it. I, I haven't actually seen that. I yet. met the I met the guy. Like I went to a, a test of it where they were getting notes, and I was like, "Here's my here's my note." Yeah, you have Jared and a bunch of other people from the games industry telling the story, but you are also interviewing the people who were there. They should be telling the story. Yeah. The guys from IGN should be filling in the gaps. Yeah. 
That's a much better movie. Uh, anyway, um, but they didn't know anybody. They just cold called. Yeah. And those guys have nothing going on now. Th- nothing. And they would be thrilled if someone from the hot computer gaming world legacy of oneup.com <laughs> well, called was like, them up and wanted to be like, hey, tell me about the 80s. When King of Kong came out, uh, I was running my own company and I had my own website. It was like a video game comedy website. And I said, this Mr. Awesome. <laughs> Mr. Awesome. This guy is in, this guy's insane. Like, I want to interview him. And I called him up. Like I just Billy Mitchell? No, 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 no. Mr. Mr. Awesome, awesome, the guy who had the Missile Command high score. Oh, okay. Uh, I called him up. I got his number, and I called him up. Like I think I started an email exchange. I forget how I even got in contact with him, but I called him up and I said, "Are you available for a phone interview?" And I got on the phone with him for like an hour and fifteen minutes, and we just talked about video games and and we talked about his high score we talked about how his arthritis was keeping him from getting that score again he was watching like young kids like beat his score and it was driving him nuts and he wasn't he, watching young kids beat his score no young kids played missile yeah, that's that's true too but he was like i, I have a cabinet downstairs in the basement young 40 year old you know i'll never throw it away yeah. i go down there and play it every night we had a really fascinating <clears> interview <throat> and like now part of my job is interviewing people for a living and he was one of the first people that i was just like that's an interesting guy with an interesting story i know how to talk to people i'm going to reach out to him and then i had it and then i transcribed the best parts i put it up on the website i made my own custom artwork for it and we actually did a thing on my site called awesome week where it was just like a week of stuff not just about him but stuff like sort of that we found to be awesome and like the the sort of linchpin of this whole thing was this long interview i did with him i was super proud of it because i was like i'm not like a journalist but like a journalist a gams journalist but i was like you know this is this i can i can get this guy to tell a story i can help this guy tell a story and i can make that story better because i have my own personal take on it and i just did it and no one said no you know, the worst thing that can, they can say is like, no, I'm not interested. Yeah. And you just move on to the next thing. Some of the, like, and I'll use this as an example too, right? The, the show I have now, mm-hmm. do you know how we had, just as an example, Trevor Noah, for the host of The Daily Show. Do you know how we, we got him to do the show? Is your show called Star Wars? No. Fucking cold called him and said, yeah. hey, you're going to be in the Bay Area this day. Do you want to come by? Yeah. Sure. I got nothing to do that afternoon. Like, just ask. Yeah. That's all you have to do. And the it has worst not... that can happen is they say no. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't planning on having and, you and, anyway. I was yeah, just... but, I mean, we're getting ahead of one thing here. It's just, if it's somebody else saying no, then that's sort of like, okay, well, you'll find a way around it. That's like a, a blockade. But if you're just not doing the thing, then it doesn't matter if there's a blockade there. You're not even going towards it, you know? Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, if you've got a, if you've got a fucking... A, a, bullet-pointed spreadsheet and a contact list for this book you want to write, like, you know, start, just start typing away. I think the start thing, I think the thing that you have to do is you have this book in your head, right? You have the Sierra book in your head, mm-hmm. what you want to cover. You can write 75, 80% of it. The last 20, you're just peppering in interviews from people. Yeah. At that point, you're so confident in what you have that it's not even, you don't even care. And I think that's the hardest part to get over is just to get to a point where you're like, fuck it. What do I have to lose? Yeah. It's also, it's, I know it's difficult to call pillow companies too and see if they can just fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, these guys that made this documentary. Yeah. What about, what, what, what did that, where'd they go on to from that? Uh, it's on, I think they put it on streaming services. Yeah. It's a, it was charge money for, for a while. It. What? Yeah. But what does that lead them to currently? I have no idea. They're probably doing something else. Any they might have used it as a, as a as a springboard as a as a reel to get a job a, a job somewhere else. I don't know. I mean, like sometimes you knock it at the park and it leads to weird shit. Like Morgan Spurlock had like the number one documentary in the world for a while about McDonald's, and he got them to take supersized food off of the menu, which was fucking huge. No pun intended. And now he has a documentary about rats, and that's great if you love rats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I mean, it's that's cool, and I'm proud of him. I thought his show uh, that the the 30 days show he did for a while was fucking fascinating. Have you guys ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like shit like that is really cool. But it's like he knocked it out the the fucking park. I mean, even like like Kevin Smith, like he's had a weird few years, but like he's constantly still citing mall rats and clerks. Like he knocked it out the park very early on and made and made his dent. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're gonna like you you might never get huge off of this. It's like if you're doing this, like you like these guys said, like if you're doing this to like because you want to be rich. 
Switch, then like don't well, write about Sierra games. The pro the problem like I've been having like the last six months, I've just been in this like sort of l- perpetual state of sort of panic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because and that happens. That's totally normal. Yeah. You're entitled to that. Also, you're entitled I don't know, to I, you're you're entitled to over a year of that. I don't know if that's just you either. That's been it's been the last six months have been. Kind oh of, no, not yeah. not like election and all that no, crap. Just but like, it adds just, up, like yeah. you know like. Like, as far as, like, my steady kind of full-time yeah. gig, all that kind of stuff, a lot of that stuff fell by the wayside in the middle of last year. You know, I had a long-term contract with Microsoft yeah. for two years. That ended, and I haven't really been able to fill that gap with anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a little, little bit of me, well, a lot of me panicking, being like, okay, there needs to be a new stable income source here. Mm-hmm. How do I manage this in well, a way that I've been I've gotten myself very used to in five in the last five years. I mean to be totally honest, we like we pimp our Patreon on this show, but I'm I don't really scream from the rafters about it all the time because I it just feels I, I don't know. I love that we get to do this, but I always feel like I'm begging people to, to give us money. Yeah. Can I but also, I mean you're genuinely unemployed. We're for can, me can I this, also, is a, this is a big part of my Ryan, yeah. right now. Can I also ask you this? I'm kind of a free agent and I've been maybe I haven't been very vocal about that. It's true. You haven't. Like, I think you're, you're not, you're not like a very vocal dude. Is, well, you're a quiet, secretive yeah. dude, and I think a lot of people just assume you have like seven plates spinning in the background. But in the uh, last year, I wish you, you've only I only had have one. a couple plates spinning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not. And, and you're we not, know, have room for more plates. No. Well, the thing. Yes, I don't like this metaphor because I don't trust you with plates. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> bad one. We're talking about how you shouldn't be allowed in the kitchen. But yeah, no. Like, it, I think because you do, you were kind of doing like kind of back end stuff that wasn't really you know forward facing. People assume that it's still going on. You know, it's this the yeah. expression is a squeaky wheel gets the grease, and you know you're you're kind of squeaky, but not in that way. You know, not the squeakiest. No, you're squeaky like a mouse. I mean, if you're looking yeah. at the Sierra book as the thing that's going to like get you out of financial panic, it's no, not. I know that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's not, but it will make you happy. And that's a di- that's an entirely different scenario. Yeah. Like, and that's what we keep getting back to. Like, if you're going to make something because you're going to make something because you do it for free, that's why that's why you're going to make it. If right. you're going to make it because it's going to save you, then make something that that's a little more mass appeal. Like, if you wrote a book about NES games, you'd sell ten times, probably twenty five times more copies than yeah. Sierra. Because I'm a like I'm a hardcore video game guy, and I don't know much about Sierra at all. Because there's certain things that like, and I can tell you, if I wrote an article tomorrow on IGN or did a video on IGN about Sierra games, it would tank. And that's on IGN. That's like one of the biggest video game platforms in the world because people who are 18 years old now are two years younger than Super Mario fucking 64. So that's what you're dealing with. So Sierra, like I, you know, I don't have a lot of like grandfatherly gamer types in my life. Mm -hmm. So like that's tough. You have to think about like just call me. Well, you know what? A grandfatherly gamer type. A lot of people like they they're like, oh, I grew up with the classic games like DuckTales and Mega Man's like, no, you didn't. You grew up fucking 40 years ago. Like, classic games now are like God of War 3 and Grand Theft Auto Vice City. That's a classic video game. Oh, that retro game. It's a retro game to people. Think about how the N64... Now available on iOS and Android. 15 years old. We're at the point now where the the PS2 is actually a lot of kids' first console. Not even the N64. The N64 was like... Yeah, PS2. GameCube. PS2 and GameCube was like... You talk talk to people about Super Mario Sunshine, and they're like, that's the first Mario game I ever played. You know, like I, we, have, there are people yeah. that work at IGN didn't play a Zelda game until five years ago. There's that, a fucking prequel defense force about the Star Wars movies being like, oh, they're, 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 these guys are a bunch of old haters. And I'm like, well, that's a weird turnaround because this is a different internet than the one I grew up on. Yeah, you know? it's like exactly. that happens. Exactly. Things change. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that like, like th- then you're, you're squarely making this book because it's going to make you happy. And I think that's the most important thing yeah. in the world right now. Financial uh, security will come and go for the rest of your life, but your happiness is fleeting and you, it will only get worse if you don't take care of it. And I think that something like this will be cathartic and wonderful and perfect for you. And this is from the same dude that talked about getting scrambles with the dwarves at the top of the show. Yeah. So what the fuck am I talking about? Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. They make earbuds. Do you know what that is? It's probably what's in your ears right now, but yours are available in seven different durable noise-reducing styles, such as Parkour or California. Are they? Or seven different colors, such as red or wood, which isn't an actual color. It's an element. Do your earbuds have a built-in microphone for talking on the phone? Well, they should! Maybe you have earbuds already, but let's be realistic. You're gonna lose them! Put them through the washer, your cat's gonna fuck them up. Go to tweakedaudio.com and use the discount code GEEKBOX for 33% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping. Tweaked audio! They go in your ears and feed you noises. What is in an element, Scott? I don't know, but like I, when I was uh, working from home, like less structured be- with anything else, I was. it was a matter of kind of like 
you know, self-motivation. And yeah. I'd be like, I got to get out of bed in the morning and I got to, you know, make breakfast, go running, like do, do stuff that felt like I don't want to do this, but if I don't do it, I'm fucking up. Yeah. Uh, and I'd be like, okay, three o'clock, I'm going to go and draw or I'm going to go yeah, design I've t-shirts been, or whatever. That's the, that's the kind of thing I've been having an increasingly yeah. hard time with. It's I'm, fucking, it you makes know. you crazy. And I mean, well, we've, we've like, talked about like getting out of your comfort zone and I don't know if you've got to go. You know, go work in a coffee shop, and that's not you, and I get that. But you know, it maybe if if the thing you want to do that's comforting is play video games with your wife, maybe you know, being at home with your wife is is not that bad. Yeah, yeah. Could you picture me trying to make coffee at a Starbucks? You don't, Can you imagine? You, you, you this? know, that'd be like no, 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 no. I meant, I meant go no. work, work. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I'm just. It, yeah, I mean, maybe that's what you should. Maybe you should go get a shitty a job. Maybe you should. Maybe maybe you should get a shitty job, but also hire a camera crew and turn that into a hit YouTube series. Yeah, fuck, that would be funny. That's a different story. And that's how we get a cease and desist from Starbucks. Ryan I doesn't. Love that. Ryan doesn't do anything. No, there was like there was like six <laughs> years where I was freelancing. Like six fucking years, and I was miserable by the end of it because it was just like every time. The, the problem with freelancing is that you spend twenty five percent of the time chasing down mm-hmm. people to pay you, uh, chasing down email responses from people. People just treat you like nothing. It's fucking horrible. My heart goes out to anybody who does it. I it, the only reason I haven't even like attempted to do even side projects for people is because I don't even want to deal with it. Like I'd rather like sacrifice the extra extra couple hundred dollars or even thousands of dollars a month. Because I just don't want to deal with it. Like, I just don't have the heart in me to get beaten up by somebody again who's going to be like, hey, uh, this project's going to be ready in June. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Uh, if you can do the work now, I can pay you then. And then in June, they're like, oh, something happened. It didn't happen. Sorry. Like, I can oh, pay I've you never, in this. I've never had to, luckily enough, never well, had to deal with that kind so of thing. So what got me out of this was I started my own company. And, like, I built a website and I started putting content on it and it gave me a creative hub. It gave me a place to put my ideas and people started coming to it. And all of a sudden it was a thing that made me happy. It didn't make me money. I was selling my fucking video games to pay a Pakistani guy to fix the server costs every time like our site crashed or like we went over our data cap, all this other shit. Like running a fucking internet business is fucking impossible. It's impossible. I don't even know how I'm working at a company that's been doing it for over two decades. But doing that made me happy. And Mm -hmm. that's all that really mattered. Like eventually I was like – eventually it turned into something else and that was lucky. That was just sheer – bliss of the universe but like the ultimate truth was that like for seven years i was freelancing and i was depressed and for two of those years i was running my own company and i was like i'm fucking happy i'm waking up every single morning excited to work on this thing i treated it like a nine to five job you know which meant i worked eight to ten like i woke up every single morning took a shower and started working on this thing and you know eventually it led to something but even if it didn't and it failed i would have done it again because it made me feel good and I would have kept going and going until I was dead. Yeah. That's a dark ending to that, but yeah. you, know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I think the key thing here is to separate the you know financial panic from uh, creative fulfillment. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the question was about, I think, more about fear of f- uh, mulling things Oops. over, sort of per- per creative procrastination. Fear of a black planet. Yeah, that's the enemy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, I was, I was actually, I, I started... I started going to therapy again, and just recently I was like, kind of like went in there and was like, "Man, that's probably a good idea, huh?" Therapy's a fucking great idea. <laughs> uh, I mean, this show sort of scratches that itch sometimes, but you know, none of us are exactly necessarily professional in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, was, I just you know, it's kind of like just talking and just seeing where it goes. And like one thing that is on my mind a lot is just the feeling of like always having a pile of shit I need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just think about around my house. I'm like, oh, there's. I need to unclutter my downstairs. There's a pile of paintings I never finished. I should make new t-shirts for the store. I should start making videos for the hell of it. I promised Talia I'd paint a laptop case for her. like just and it's like these are these are like these aren't like work things, you know? And then yeah. that's a whole other fucking basket of shit I should be focusing on. But like sitting there and worrying about getting it done isn't actually doing it, you know? And it's easy to just put stuff off, but when you do one thing and you just kind of do it, that's an awesome feeling, you know? I realized that I've been doing the same thing and that I've been doing that since I was, like, in third grade, where basically, like, you're like, oh, I have, I have to study for the test. Oh, I didn't study for the test. Oh, I failed the test. 
oh, they sent the report card in the mail. Oh, I took the report card out of the mail so no one could see that I failed the test and didn't study for the test. Oh, now I'm going to summer school. Oh, I got a letter for summer school. I took the letter out of the mail so now it doesn't look like I'm going to summer school. Oh, the teachers are calling and they're physically dragging me to summer school. Oh, my parents are really upset with me. And my dad's like, why don't you just ask me for help studying on that test? And I'm like, fuck, you're right. Mm -hmm. I do the thing now where someone will text me and I'm like, shit, I should get back to them. I'm stressed with all this other stuff. There's all these other things. And it just falls down your phone and you you know, you know. Yeah. I've got like three texts from old friends that I haven't replied to. And I'm just, I feel like a piece of shit about it. And I keep putting it off. And it's like, it's a fucking text message. Yeah. Like, don't ask me to like write a, like a penned letter and take it by well, those, fucking do you, yeah, candle it horseback. Yeah, but get like very overwhelmed by those things. Yeah. Yeah. Little by little. I, I, am, the, I am the same way. See, yeah. that's, that's so, what I really like about, things. Yeah. that's what I like about Twitter. But what's also really scary about Twitter is that everything just, just goes away on its own. It's yeah. just, it, there's no inbox there. There's nothing to clear out. Like maybe there's notifications to check off, but like, no, there is an inbox. It sucks. Yeah. You can but, get messages there too. Oh, I know. But I mean, it, you can also just be like, Oh, I read that. I don't have to worry about that anymore. But like, it's, we're constantly bombarded by weird little, just little things to worry about, little things to take care of. And it's like, it sucks that, you know, there'll be this like stack of fucking emails that need answering or, you know, bullshit, bullshit that needs doing. And then there'll be like that one little thing that you want to do that you're not doing. Yeah. And that's the thing that's fucking you up. I've been like, and this is, I'm so bad at, at even keeping up with this, but I've been meaning to talk to Greg about this, about Greg, to Greg Miller. Cause Greg's one of those people that's just fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. at this. He's one of those, I like, I see him work and I'm fascinated in his ability to multitask and just like people will, s- will send him a text and he, he, he jumps on it immediately. He's got to book a guest for a show. He takes care of it. He's just incredibly a well-oiled, organized machine, and I haven't had a chance to text him to ask him how he does that. Yeah, <laughs> which shows like the he fucking. He would probably I, respond. He would respond immediately. He would have a sit down. He'd probably meet me at a bar in ten minutes and be like, "Hey, like, yeah, what's your problem? You're overwhelmed with like micro bullshit. Like, here's a good way to compartmentalize that and break yeah. it down." But I haven't had a moment to do that because I'm just like, "Oh, it's one more thing. Too much bother. Don't want to bother anybody." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. That shit fucks me up. Just the fact that you also, if you're looking at what other people are doing, you know, it's like if you're if you're at a, in a social situation and there's that other person and they're you're, you're like, wow, they, they they're totally com- confident and comfortable and they're completely adept here, and I'm screaming on the inside and I don't know what to say to anybody and oh, I don't know how to feel bad about that too. Yeah, but that's the thing is nobody's actually paying attention to you necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, no, everyone's worried about themselves first and foremost. And for all we know. Fucking Greg Miller has a giant laundry list in the back of his head of just screaming shit he's not getting done or stuff that he's not, you know, handling. It's probably like actual laundry. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. The smelly boy's got a lot of shirts. Actually, no, he only has two. And he's got he's got he's got the same pair of shoes he just keeps buying. That's true. He's, he figured it out when he's it comes got that to he's got that Einstein shit down. He's not yeah. I'm like getting up in the morning and I'm like, oh darn it, I don't have enough Hawaiian shirts. So which yeah. what color goes with these fucking 60, socks? Sixty, I want to recount. Yeah. Um <laughs> but no, like I, I don't know. I, I that feeling of being like Oh, everybody else in my in my in my classroom is like working away at their tests and they're probably getting all the right answers and you're like, What the fuck am I doing? And it's like, well, no one else is necessarily worried about you or if they are, maybe they're worried about the same shit that you are. And it's like just you know, look at look at your own look at look at what's in front of you. And it's I don't know. Look at your own poops. It's a new year. It's a new year. We got the new revolutions. We're gonna we're gonna try to get in less scrambles and we're gonna try to figure our shit out. But well, uh Mr. Coward yeah hope that answered your question yeah yeah Thanks so anyway lot, mr coward for those of you who are were tired of hearing about us talking about jerking off on pubes and wanted to know more about what goes in, on inside our brains and how it's not always the best well there you go and if a coward can send an email to a public show you can do anything yeah <laughs> Uh, sorry that got dark but yeah whatever you got to do that every now and then all right I hope let's lighten the there. mood what else yeah. do we have uh Oh, 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 that's a Ryan Scott ass noise, huh? Tony Trumpet says, "Why keep people keep blowing on my butt?" Uh, Kevin Farrell says, "What is the worst gift you've ever given or received?" <laughs> my virginity. <laughs> yeah, is, it, is that bad? That's is that a gift? I, I, that's no, a really. That's no. a really. It's like a, a gift that you can give only one person. You're like, a fat. You're a big fat dude back then, right? Yeah, man. A big blubber boy. Yeah. I think that's probably the worst gift most people give. Is their virginity? Yeah, I think referring to virginity as a gift is like you don't you don't fucking you lose it you don't give it to somebody no it's like a dollar gift card but that's you, like a fucking that's yeah <laughs> you don't lose it you don't lose it in the sense like oh i just ran into this random person whoopsie no you yeah. give that like you give a fucking curse away yeah uh, you it's give creepy. it away you're giving like, it away stop that what uh 
I don't. There was one year, like when I was, I got. Oh, here we go. Because we got two heavy sides. <laughs> I got my mom like a fucking like a. I got her. I got her real presents too, but I don't remember what they were. But I got her as a joke a fucking like a hot dog shaped squeaky toy, like a dog toy. Yeah. And I was just like, I got you, squeaky weenie. And she was like, she thought it was funny, but I was just like, I remember thinking back on it, just being like, that's fucking. That's a fucking stupid thing. I've got like yep. this like single mother who's like taking care of me, and I'm just like, hey, I got you, a fucking dog toy. You know, I don't know. Um. But you said you and your mom have this thing with a with a certain gift that you keep giving back and forth. Oh, life. oh, so that's that's different. That's a that's a haunted item. That's actually my stepmom. <laughs> uh, we have this fucking Luther Vandross box set. Yeah, uh, it's it's <laughs> hot. It's nice. This, it's you know those like old those old CD box sets that are like tall. Yeah, they're long because yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. the that's the packaging that CDs used to come. Yeah, in. to keep kids from putting them in their pants. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. When she and my dad were moving into the house that they're in now, uh, he was, like, setting up this whole, like, stereo system that was, like, you know, got, like, speakers in the ceilings and shit. And was going to, you know, have, like, iPod docks and shit. And it just wound up being, Speakers in the ceilings. That's a cool Luther Vandroff song. Yeah, but uh, I don't remember exactly the thinking here. I think he was like, hey, we need to test the stereo system. You want to grab a CD or something? And I just reach over the shelf and I pick up this fucking big-ass Luther Vandross Mm -hmm. thing. And it's got him on the cover and he's doing this, like kind of Sears portrait studio pose where he's got his like his chin in like one hand he's kind of leaning back and like grinning and it's like it's like a large box he's like it's it's like a you know it's just a good size it's a Luther Vandross size box I would say it's probably like a half (laughs) like a a one half scale human head you know it's like if you if you put it somewhere it's kind of an odd thing to look at you Mm -hmm. Uh, like you could totally face swap it on Snapchat if I'm trying to appeal to our millennial listeners who don't know what a CD is but anyway uh, so he brought over to the new house and so it was there before any furniture moved in and I started just leaving it in weird places whenever we were there doing work. So I'd like put it in the freezer or I'd put it in the cupboards or I put it in the laundry machine. And, uh, when I moved out of, um, my dad's house and I got a, my own place in LA, my, my stepmom was like, Oh, you got a bunch of shit you left here. I, I put a, I put it uh, in a bag for you. You can come get it next to me here. And I go back to my, my apartment and this fucking Luther Vandross thing is in there. And I'm like, fucking asshole. Okay. <laughs> and so I bring it back with me the next time I go to their house for like Thanksgiving right. or something. And it starts escalating. And this was, this was like, I lived in LA, like, this is like 2010. Right. Uh, and so, like, it kind of it kind of went kind of, like, dead for a while. Like, I left it at their place. And then I was down there, I think with Jen, like, when we were first mm-hmm. dating. And, and she put it in the front seat like, of the car like, with the seatbelt on. <laughs> no, it's never that obvious. It's always about hiding it. Uh, okay. But we go back and forth. And, like, it's gotten kind of insane to the point where... Um, Fuck, we, uh, like, just a couple months ago, uh, my dad and my stepmom were in town. It was, like, very, like, late notice. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they knew they were going to be in the North Bay. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, we should get dinner or something. We can swing by. And I was like, oh, I'll try to be home around, like, 6 o'clock or so. And we pull up. And, um, like, I just gotten off work. And they apparently had just gotten to my house. And I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry. Were you waiting for me too long? And she's like, no, it's fine. We, we just literally just pulled up. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome. Um, and, I, you know, I let them in and went inside. I uh, went and got dinner, and then they took off. It wasn't even like an overnight stay or anything. And the next morning, we just got in this, this fucking fire pit that was in the front yard that has like a, like a, a, a canvas cover over it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need to clean out the fire pit. And I lift it up and the fucking CD is under there. Yes. And I'm just like, mother fucking shit. And I'm like in the yard. Everyone's like, comes out and they're like, what? Jen's like, what, what, what happened? What's wrong? And I was like, the fucking Luther Vandross. And I look really crazy to our roommates who were like, mm-hmm. why is he holding up a Luther Vandross and he is swearing <laughs> profusely? And then there was another time where like, I will catch my stepmom trying to pull some shit. Like, uh, she she'd been staying in like in our room like we we took the couch or whatever and we've got this this bed that has drawers underneath it and i like I, my shirts and shit are in mm-hmm. there and i went in to change it change shirts or something and i opened it up and she's like stuffed it behind a bunch of my shirts and i was like oh that was a close one and i put it in her bag and i was like i got her fucking nailed it and then like weeks later fucking weeks later i'm standing there i'm talking to jen in our bedroom and we're kind of just like talking about some bullshit and I'm, I'm getting ready for bed and I'm in the middle of a sentence, and I look over, and my eyes wander, and on my bedside table, I've got a stack of books and magazines, and I look down, and it's like, oh, Star Wars, Tales of the Bounty Hunters, oh, The Art of Star Wars, oh, Roald Dahl Short Stories, The Best of Luther Vandross, and I'm just like, so anyway, i got to be in there pretty early tomorrow, fucking shit, god damn it, and I get the fucking thing back, and then um, I apparently took it too far. Uh, and because, my, you, because you really made it a haunted gift and replaced all the CDs with kooky sound effects actually, that's, a haunted that's house. That's the weird part is we haven't given a shit about Luther Vandross for ages. So now it's currently got like 
fuck it's got like a Are you speaking for the world there or? <laughs> no like i mean I, either my stepmom really liked luther vandross and so she kept the cds or she just replaced them with random cds but mm-hmm. it's like like train and like oh man some like it's just like it's like michael buble like just a bunch oh, of random shit in there garbage yeah but i uh i pushed things too far and my my brother was visiting and i was like hey i want you to take this down to dad's house and he's like i don't want to be part of this and i was like please just hide it wherever doesn't just, matter just please take it here and now <laughs> and so he does it. he's like okay fine and i don't know if he just sucked at hiding it or whatever i was like dude shove it in like her desk drawer or something like she'll never find it and then the next week i'm back at work and fun fact i don't think i ever talked about caleb on the show but my cousin works at ign too and he was down there visiting my dad and without any any exchange or any conversation i show up to work and it's just sitting on my desk and there's a card that says would you like to dance with my father no it just says the game has has escalated to new heights or something and i was like oh my god yeah and i'm like all right fair enough and so the next time i went down i shoved it in their linen closet but i don't know if they found it yet i guess i have to get down there and find out yep wow yeah so that's like that's our like weird but it's like this is what if it's already what if caleb has already like visited his uncle and already replaced it in your home that, I don't think so. I don't think. I think we. I think we made it. We made a pact to not do. Uh, to not do extended family. This is just between me and my stepmom. Okay. So it has to be done by us. But uh, yeah. Well, n- now I know. <laughs> now I know. Oh, and that's the really fucked up part. I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll buy a bunch of extra copies of this used because it's an old CD box set. It's got to be worth whatever. Right. I go on Amazon used. It goes for fucking fifty nine dollars. Are you kidding? So I can't even get fucking random extra copies of it and be like, ha ha. Jokes on you. Right. Yeah. So what you're Maybe saying they is it. what you're saying is Game if you over. have if you have a first dance with your stepmother at your wedding, it will be dance with my father. But I, you know what's so funny? I don't know. I was sitting here <laughs> thinking, how do we work this into their wedding? Yeah, I was oh, like, you I was know that's going to happen. I was I either I either father. wanted to hand it to you after I pronounce you husband and wife, or I wanted <laughs> or I wanted to. Uh, have just like a 70 foot projection of it behind the entire venue God damn it yeah. <laughs> right like it, halfway through she can be like hey come here i want to show you something and then walk you behind the venue and there's just i, bought, I got you a present that i'm gonna give to you here and now you, you see that? no no you keep doing I this i don't know a, i don't know a single goddamn luther vandross song i don't know any luther vandross songs i've really? never listened to these cds i don't even know if the cds were ever in there it could have always been michael Bublé and train or whatever the f- fuck's in there but uh like regina specter it's like a bunch of weird shit from like 2000 <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Cake. Yeah. Uh, Brian, don't you have like a weird thing with like your brother or something? Like a- No, my brother one year decided to give everybody Tony Bennett Christmas album. <laughs> wow. I'm talking like 20 people got wow. the same album. And it was funny because like... Are we Italian or what? Yeah. At the time, it was just like... Uh, like I think my half of us still lived at home or whatever the fuck, so we were like, we don't all need this album. <laughs> like right. he gave he gave one to my mom and one to my dad, and we're like, you know, they're married, right? Like, they, <laughs> which, share, which brother was this? They, Eric. Okay, yeah, they, that's they, really, they that's share really funny. they share CDs. I, at one point, I really want to get my brothers on the comedy button because they'd be there's such a fucking blast. Uh, Max got really drunk with my younger brother Eric in New York City. I don't know if we told did we talk about the story about the guy with the with the throat. Came out in the middle of the night? No. Oh, that was a weird dude. And maybe we went to this fucking dive bar. The guy with the throat? We went to this dive bar uh, called Blaggards in New York City. <laughs> Not yeah, really it was just like, down here. I love that Kevin James movie. <laughs> you know how I said, like, if you write a book about Sierra, you're obviously not going to make a million dollars, but you're going to reach an audience. If you have, if you name a bar Blaggards, <laughs> like, you're pretty much, you're going to be a dive bar forever, but people are going to love you for it. Uh, and we were taking shots, and we went to do Irish car bombs, and that's where you take a, it's a, just a glass of guinness and you drop a shot of bailey's in it i believe it uh-huh. is it's like bailey's and whiskey yeah, bailey's and whiskey and the glass hits the bottom and the second hits the bottom of the pint glass you tip it back and drink the whole thing all at once irish car bomb a lot of irish bars like traditional irish bars don't fuck with it like they hate it and in fact if you order it they'll kick you out like i was in a bar in san francisco where they were like we don't do that here don't ever ask for that yeah here. because they actually yeah. i had to deal with irish car bombs yeah. yes like, exactly <laughs> the, the ira but in new york they have it's like going to a new york bar yeah. going like give me a 911 exactly Exactly. In New York, they don't give a shit. So uh, they were just like, uh, they, so we got to do these Irish car bombs, and this guy comes out of the back of the bar. He hadn't been there the entire night, and he just appears, and he was just like, 
You can't do those. You got to be very careful doing those. I knew a guy that did an Irish car bomb and the the glass dropped into the other glass and he drank it and he got a big chunk of glass stuck in his neck and he had a 12-inch scar on his throat. They had to cut his throat open to get the to get the glass out. And we were like, "Oh, thanks, Buzz." <laughs> thanks. And my little brother goes, "Who are you? <laughs> Where were you? You just came out of the back of the bar to tell this haunted tale." Like, was he that weird it's like, like that God, guy that, from Friday the 13th? It's he, like it's called yeah. a death curse. And the weirdest thing is at the end of the night, I woke up like we woke up what felt like 3 days later, more hungover than I've been in a very long that a, time. That was a good one. And I was looking through the pictures on my phone and there's a picture of me <laughs> And Eric and Max and the owner of Blackguards, who looks like a really fucked up version of, like, Rick from The Walking Dead. Yeah. And then we were like, who took this photo? And because it's funny when you black out drunk, like, (laughs) you always wake up to mysteries and, like, no one can ever really put them together. Mm -hmm. It takes a whole bunch of people to solve the case. And I still, to this day, don't know who it was. I think it was that dude. Did he look like like Neil Gaiman, right? Yeah. (laughs) Why did you say like that, Gaiman? (laughs) Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. I never want to say Neil Gaiman. Is he supposed to say Gaiman? Neil Gaiman. (laughs) Neil Neil Gaiman, yeah. Is it Neil Gaiman? Hi, everybody. It's me, Neil Gaiman. I don't know. My brother says Neil Stephenson. And I'm like, it's Neil Stevenson. It's like Stephenson. Ah, uh-huh. Stefan Seagal, my favorite actor. Uh, <laughs> Stefan King. I got I two the- tickets for Beyonce. Ah, <laughs> uh, Stefan Kinge. <laughs> All right. We did it. I don't know yep. what we did, but uh, we did it. Stefan Soderberg. That was a fun night. Yeah, that's a po- it's a podcast we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to do more of these these fucking things with you guys this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. It was yeah. Gonna be good. Yeah, well, yeah. we've got 50 of them to go. Stop making it a bad Why? time. Why Plus are you making it? 20... Four. Why are you making it math? Yeah, yeah. Huh? you numbers yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. that's what I do. Plus commentaries. I wish you. I would love if, you, if when if when you got Google like weird Hangouts. and pedantic, you put on one of those like little transparent visors. That, I like, know you really need one of those. The money counter hats. Yeah. Or if you, pour, if you just put on a pair of gloves really menacingly and you were like, well, you see, there's only 52 weeks in the year and we need to record one episode for each and every one of oh them. Oh, my God. We should dress you up like John Malkovich's character from Rounders. Now, I want you wearing the green hat and then you're butt naked because I don't want you hiding <laughs> any money in, in anything. <laughs> like in Scarface. Now, give him a vest like Porky Pig. That's all he, <laughs> that's all he gets to wear. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you guys ever see a picture of Porky Pig with like just hyper realistic genitals? Oh, no, no yeah, you? me neither. No. <laughs> no. I'm sure I would look at who'd look at something like that. Send those drawings to at Max Scoville God, on Twitter. Sh- God, shit. <laughs> all right, yeah, we're all on Twitter. Uh, it's a good website to go on if you do not. Uh, <laughs> I'm Max Scoville on Twitter. Scott is Scott underscore Bromley. Ryan is Rye Dog. If you would buy a book that I write, or Support a YouTube series and, and associated Patreon that I could launch. Send me a tweet. Yeah, tweet, it, like, tweet it, Ryan, and get, yeah. it and get nudge him along so he do, so he does this. Even if you're an oh, egg. I'm droopy dog. If you'd like to support <laughs> my chat, God, like just yeah, I. <laughs> My whole, my whole self-esteem is going down. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah. And, of course, Brian is Agent Bizzle. If you haven't heard his first two albums, the first one is called Robotobots, and the second one's called Misanthrope. They're both really good. I I enjoy them quite I like, a bit. I like I'm Robotobots. Ex- <laughs> Robotobots is pretty good. And, that says the Brits call it. Yeah. Misanthrope. Yeah, Misanthrope. Misanthrope. It's What's Italian for... Uh, huh? What's your next one called? It's called Continues. It should be out soon. As soon as I finish it. Yeah. I'm, I'm dying to hear that. Um, I'm a busy man. Uh, yeah, we did. We did go to the go to patreon.com slash comedy button and kick us a buck or two, and uh, you know, keep uh, keep Ricky Skizzled and his eggy scrambles, as, <laughs> as they say in the, in the food biz. And uh, yep. of course, you can check out the Geekbox, which is at geekbox.net. Geekbox.net. Yeah, just Geekbox, not the Geekbox. No, just Geekbox.net. Okay. Not to be confused with Geekbox.com. That is a computer um, a computer shop or computer repair service or something every now and then somebody emails us yeah wanting demanding some money for something yeah. uh, that's i was gonna say because that's gotta fuck you up because i'm sure you're sitting there being like i know how to fix that computer problem but i can't well, do yeah it. i do <laughs> yeah yeah Bye, then, uh, <laughs> follow me at youtube.com slash geekbox hey i got a cool idea for your, your next project and i think you should really i think you should really game that that seo yeah, I think you should call it Hot Pussy Hoverboard. <laughs> Hot Pussy Hoverboard. I like that a lot. Hot Pussy Hoverboard. Yeah. And uh, you can be like, hey, everybody, welcome to Hot Pussy Hoverboard. My name is Free Ray-Bans. <laughs> <laughs> you call yourself Ray-Bans Scott. Yes. Uh, Geekbox has a Patreon, doesn't it? Yeah, but... It, you never plug it on here. No, it's at patreon.com slash geekbox. 
droopy dog over here. Patreon.com slash It's kind of a failure of a Patreon. Yeah, because you don't plug it on here. You know, remember that old, like, what was that, Field of Dreams? Or, like, if you build it, they will come? It's not like that anymore. I built it, and then no No, now it's like, if you build it and you tell people ten fucking thousand times, then maybe. Yeah, that's that. That's if they made the movie. In also, that was a that was a movie about ghosts. Yeah, Here's the like test they, Patreon, so up. I knew how not to screw this one up. Oh yeah. man! All right. Also, Kevin Costner made some shit ass films. He made a yeah, lot like of real Man shit, of Steel, shit ass movies that are four and a half hours long, like The Postman. JFK. Postman is a shit movie where he yep. steals a fucking dead guy's. He's better clothes, than Man of Steel. Pretends he delivers he the mail. Is it really? Because. I don't know. He was in Man of Steel. He was in it. He didn't make it. I have not seen whatever movie you just mentioned, but it is better than that. Uh, Tom Petty Petty as himself, kind of. Dances with Wolves, an Oscar-winning movie about a white guy. Apparently uh, apparently he wants to make a 10-hour western. Yep. I don't want to see that movie at all. I like that. It was called Red Dead Redemption. I'd much rather watch Star Wars. Or learn about it on the Star Wars show, which go. Scott produces, which yeah. is on uh, StarWars.com or YouTube.com slash Star Wars. There's yep. also Rebels Recon, mm-hmm. which will tell you all the funky shit that uh, those, uh, those Rebels are up to. Yep. All it, those Rebels. It's all the, about Grand Admiral Throne. Yep. Saw Guerrera yeah. is on that show now. Forced Whitaker. Yeah. Lies, deceptions, Mogley, Mogley, Mogley. He's he's decidedly his his his, his, his character. Dog. His character in, in Rebels is a uh, uh, less crazy than he was. A little in, less in, Luther Vandross. Uh, a little less Luther Vandross. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, and you can find me and Brian on <laughs> I, IGN.com shouting about Star Wars on a pretty regular basis. We every Thursday are live at noon Pacific time on Up at Noon, and then it gets broken out into lots of little bits and pieces and you know the full show goes up too uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. ign.com or youtube.com slash ign and of course podcast beyond i think we're not supposed to call it podcast beyond anymore but it's still a podcast you really can find that what are you iTunes. calling it just beyond just beyond yeah because yeah. uh, uh, you're not like tv show breaking bad oh you aren't i mean some people are i don't know anyway i know what it's on there's that divorce uh, lunch subway <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about this breakfast sandwich. Wow. There's no, you, don't, you never, I'll have a breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Well, Matt, you could just well, I'll have right a lunch there, sandwich. Well, you got to say that because if you wake up in the morning, people are like, what do you want for breakfast? And you're like, I want a sandwich. People will be like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. Divorce lunch. Divorce yeah. lunch. No, Divorce lunch. I don't know. Subway's kind of sad. We saw a real sad thing today. I'll talk about very briefly. We were leaving IGN and we went to go get lunch. And in the rain, a man was sitting outside in a construction worker outfit. Not, I almost called it a costume. <laughs> and he was sitting on the floor and he was eating the actual Lunchables. <laughs> so I'm talking about like All a right. full 350 pound man in a construction worker outfit eating a Lunchables. That he reminded me. Crackers. Was, yeah. the, was it the cheese and cracker kind or like the wackadoo pizza it was, kind? He was no, just sitting like, there in the yeah. ground in the rain. It was really weird. And he wasn't like a homeless like we see a lot of homeless people in san francisco but this was just a dude who's just sitting there on this wet bottom you know, you know, what, you know what what I, really I, I will say this working in the summer i worked in construction sometimes you just need a good sit and you don't even care where it is i guess you so, worked in construction that's how i got his ass so big summer. what you yeah i worked for my dad's company for a yeah he, he was a guy that's like my father is building this whole no, thing fuck no i no. was no he did not <laughs> did i only did that at lunch sometimes when i got to go into the trailer but scott used to work above the great lakes they used to throw all the barrels in the river and he used to dust his fat ass <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Father says you need to redo the drywall. <laughs> he was part of the Barrelass River crew. <laughs> Did you get fired for eating all the insulation because of all that cotton candy? Yeah, it was all the scrambles I was getting into. <laughs> they used to build a big wall with a, like cement and cement paste, and Scott would go over and fart on it to see if it would fall. <laughs> They'd lock you in a new room and test the insulation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, cotton candy, my favorite. Fruity, <laughs> mm, <tutti> fruity. <laughs> anyway, this is a stupid what show is we this do. Real popcorn ceiling. <laughs> God, these put doggy doors on the doors, and if Scott could wiggle through with his belly, they would make it bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a jackhammer when I can just belly bounce on it? <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you want to shoot us emails, it is podcast at comedybutton.com. And of course, check out the Facebook group if you're not already a member of it facebook.com slash group slash the comedy button. <laughs> <laughs>
in the production of this fine record. Andrew Utupalak, Jillian McInnes, for explaining us a bunch of different animal facts and sharks, sharks and stuff. Nicholas Bernal and Corbin Sandoval, you guys were cool. And when I, my car broke down in that intersection, you helped me push it all the way to the side. Scotland Rodriguez, Scotch whiskey. That's it. Brandon Zimmerman and Emlyn Barnden. Polo Bornfly, you guys are pretty cool. Thanks for hanging with us all these years. Blake McDonald, you, you don't have a seat on your, on your bicycle. Adam Butler and Tommy Armstrong, you guys helped me build that rocket ship in my backyard. It didn't work, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Ronnie Swank and Jack Lawson, you guys are A-OK -okay in my book. Joshua Eugene Dixon, Corey Ellis, Tanner Hunter, Michael Vitskalis. Thanks so much, guys, for, uh, for helping me go poster shopping from my dorm. I needed new <laughs> posters in there. Travis Foster, I'm sorry I stole your sweatshirt at that party. Robin Norvag, Yasmin Sedrak, and <laughs> Ingi Herbertson. Shout out to Google Docs, which doesn't know how to make Swedish letters. It just makes a bunch of fucked up garbled text. Looks like you've been doing ROM hacks. Tyler Steele, Stephen Pataka, and Henry Love. You guys were great when you played the trombones on all those songs we did together. <laughs> Stephen Fitzgerald, Nolan King, and Matt Batson. Thanks for getting me uh, that cool Lego set for my birthday. Sorry I didn't invite you to the party. Timothy Gray. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> and Monkey Man. I'll never forget you guys or forgive you for what you did. We out. The Comedy Button is executive produced by J. Ellis James, Curtis Ruska, Laura K. Buzz, Matt Shatroff, Paul Grabovac, and Paula Schultz. Thank you all very much.